you probably don't know his name, but I know you've heard his songs. In fact, he was the very first one who asked us as children, can you tell me how to get to Sesame Street? He taught us that it's not easy being green and that C, in fact, is for cookie. Joe Rapasso. He was the official composer of Sesame Street, and he wrote his most famous composition in 1971, a song simply entitled Sing. It began in the mouth of Muppets, but from there it traveled the world thanks to the Carpenters, who decided to sing Sing on their album. They took it to a top 10 and a Grammy nomination. Since then, it's been recorded over 50 times, sung by as diverse a group as Lena Horne, Gloria Estefan, Garth Brooks, and there's even some versions on YouTube from Ben Stiller and Conan O'Brien. The song brings joy every time you hear it. The words are very simple, simple enough for children, yet strong enough to change the world. I challenge you to hear it sung without smiling just a little bit. I really wanted to duck behind the pulpit and pull my puppet out and do it, but my 12-year-old vetoed that idea. So thank you, Kim. The song changed Joe Rapaso's life. It propelled him from this nobody composer on Sesame Street to someone that at least people in the industry knew him around the world. People had sung his song in multiple languages. Everyone was singing sing. But in 1988... Joe just wanted to get away from it all. Joe was 51, and he was just diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, the kind that if it's not found early enough, it's terminal. It wasn't found early enough, and he didn't want to tell anyone. So Joe left Sesame Street. He left everyone he knew. He flew across the ocean Checked into this inn on the isolated island off Scotland's coast. He was fleeing his life, pretending he wasn't dying. At the isolated inn, he later told a friend, there was nothing, nothing to remind me of what's past or what might be ahead and any fears I might imagine. There was no one there who knew him or even knew of him. He could avoid it all. But one day, Joe's walking around the inn, and he just stops. He says he listened. He heard something in the distance, got a little closer, and sure enough, the 80-year-old Scottish innkeeper was humming a tune. This isolated island, he began to hum. 
probably mopping. <laughs> Joe said, I laughed. He was fleeing it all, and yet there was the song. In that moment, his life came back to him. Even, af- even as he was able to face his own death, finally facing the truth, he had hope. Now, the song he heard was his, but really it's just a variation of, as the carol says, that old, that glorious song of old, hope, hope. Today we sing of hope, but I wonder if it's hope that really sings to us. Hope, hope is a song, a song that comes to us when we least expect it, when we're fleeing from the world in the midst of grief and loss, at frustration, at the brokenness we see all around us. Hum, hope shows up. And hums her song, la, 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 la. I think we misunderstand hope. For hope to be present, we believe she must be loud and boisterous, sort of like Mannheim steamroller with all the instruments playing, maybe angels in the night sky as shepherds keep watch over their field, over their flocks at night. Sometimes, well, yeah, hope sings out loud and strong, but sometimes hope hums. But a hum may be all the song we need to hear. Now, we've done things a little different this Advent because this is the 200th anniversary of the carol Silent Night. Our themes each Sunday have come from the verses of that carol, and we've changed the order of our Advent candles to better match the verses. Please don't tell the worship police, okay? What happens in here stays in here. Usually we begin Advent lighting the candle of hope. But this year, we're all out of whack, so much so I forgot to hang the banner of hope until the offertory this morning. We've saved hope for last. It's probably the first time this church has intentionally lit the candles out of order. There's no rule that says that we should do things a certain way. There's no Advent wreaths in Scripture. But, well, that's what we've always done. We light hope first. I admit it's felt weird leaving hope unlit. But when does hope ever come when we expect her to? Of course, hope, well, hope is nothing new. Hope's been singing her song for some time now. The prophet spoke of hope long ago. And actually, the words that Don read earlier from the prophet Isaiah, they are, they're really poetry. So I think it's fair to say that Isaiah sung of hope long ago. And I can imagine the song starting off rather quietly. There will be no gloom, he sings. For those who were anguished, maybe a little bit of a hum, slowly the orchestra begins to come in behind him, slow and quiet, mezzo piano. The people who walked in darkness, he sings, have seen a great light. It begins to build those who lived in the land of deep darkness. On them, a light shines and it builds from there. You've multiplied the nations. The brass begins to come in behind him. You've increased its joy. A trumpet plays a little louder than the rest. For the yoke of their burden, they play louder. The rod of their oppressor, you have broken the tempo Picks up its allegro now, crescendos, full orchestra, full breath, full sound. Every instrument in the house plays for unto us. A child is born, the rafters shake unto us. A son is given authority, rest on his shoulders. And he is named Wonderful Counselor. And the drum in the back, you didn't know, begins to boom 
wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. His authority shall grow continually. There shall be endless peace. He will establish it. They all sing out the chorus comes in. He will uphold it with justice, with righteousness. From this time onward, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do it. And the hum became a symphony. The prophet sings out, shouts out for unto us. A child is born and hope is born. Now, that's the song from long ago, from not so long ago, but still some time, two centuries. In fact, 200 years ago, another song was born in Orbendorf, Austria. It's a beautiful river town, rolling mountains, Austria on one side of a river, Germany on the other. It's snowy in winter. It looks just like a Christmas card. To that small town, a simple priest named Joseph Moore was sent to serve the church of, and I'm not kidding, the church of St. Nicholas. It couldn't be more Christmas. But even though the town looked calm and bright for Christmas of 1818, it was a hard time, a dark time for that part of the world. Of the, world. the Napoleonic Wars had left the area destroyed. It divided, literally creating a border in this river between Austria and Germany. And this town of Orbendorf had lived in partnership with this town across the river. But now there was a border between them. Trade had slowed. The whole uh, area survived by the salt mining industry in the mountains, but it, it had slowed. And what profits there were, the oligarch bishops took the profits for themselves. And many in Moore's church lived in poverty, longing for peace in troubled times. On top of all that, the year, that year, the river flooded as it was known to do. Water had entered the church of St. Nicholas as it had done before, and the organ was damaged. All was not calm. All was not bright. And there are variations of the story, but as it goes, Christmas Eve near, and the organ in the church of St. Nicholas was still unusable, out of tune. It sounded horrible. And Joseph Moore, well, he wanted something a little special for his little parish. They had such hard times. They needed something special on Christmas Eve. So he handed a poem that he had written two years prior, when the times were even darker than they were then. He called the poem Stille Nacht, Silent Night. And he gave it to his good friend, the church organist, a school teacher named Franz Gruber. And he asked Gruber to put it to music for a guitar and for two voices. And they would sing it on Christmas Eve for the first time. And Gruber created the tune the choir sang. Back then, the guitar wasn't an approved church instrument. So right after Christmas Mass officially ended, when God was no longer paying attention, I guess, they stood up, Yosef and and, and Gruber, and they played Silent Night publicly. Father Moore was on the guitar and he sang tenor. Gruber sang bass. It was after the new year when the organ repairmen finally arrived. Kim can tell you they make their own schedules. When Carl Maracher repaired the organ, Gruber and Moore, while he was working, the story goes, played their new carol for him. And he was a known musician himself, not just an organ repairman, and he loved the song, took a copy of the sheet music with him, and took it back to his hometown, this little hometown that had a number of traveling family musicians, kind of like the Vaughn Traps, but for real. 
And he shared the song with some of these. A number of them began to sing it. One family named the Rainer family sang it in all their shows across Europe. They were more popular than most. They even traveled across the Atlantic. And everywhere they went, they sang Stille Nacht, Silent Night, from a hum in a small town in Austria during a time of darkness. A song was born, and it spread, it grew, and grew louder and louder till we sing it still today. Now, the song that was sung goes by a lot of names, and the tune often varies, but with all its variations, it is always still that same glorious song of old. Hope. Hope, a new carol sung at the end of Mass on Christmas Eve, a hum on an isolated island in Scotland, a song ringing out from the prophets long ago, a song singing, a light shining in the darkness, a song, a child unto us is born. When we least expect it, out of order, when we've run away in the darkness of the night, when the organ is broke on Christmas Eve, and the last thing we want to do is sing hope begins to sing her song. Sometimes the melody is muted. Sometimes it's boisterous. Sometimes the noise around us is too great. It drowns it out. Or maybe, maybe we just aren't listening closely enough. But occasionally when things begin to quiet down just enough, in the silence of the night, we can hear the song singing of old again. When we do, it's like the heavens open up every time. The wondrous star lends its light, illuminating the land of darkness. And an angelic choir shows up, bursts forth from the sky. And boy, can they sing Gloria, they say. In excelsis Deo, they shout, Alleluia, Amen. Hearing their song, we cannot help but join with the choir of angels. And maybe we hum and maybe we sing out strong. But however we can, the best we can, we join the choir and just sing. We sing a song. We don't worry if it's good enough for anyone else to hear. We just sing. Sing hope song. Alleluia. For unto us, unto us, a song is born. Unto us, hope is born. Hallelujah. Unto us, a child is born. And the midnight clears. All God's singers sing out that glorious song of old best they can. Alleluia. Amen.